Speaking the Language of Leadership Read by the author and coach Colin Luthard Chapter 9 The Crew Sunday, March 28, 1556 Sitting in the waiting area at gate A30 at Frankfurt Airport, the coach was observing the different travelers passing by. Some hurried through Hall A to find their gates, while others slowed down and entered the waiting area to gate A30. The obvious Swedish travelers arrived having been pulling their carry-on luggage, a computer bag, a winter coat and a couple of shopping bags, including some bottles of spirits from the duty-free shops. They looked relieved to find a seat after the long walk to the gate, and many looked quite exhausted when they arrived. They still had five minutes before the flight was ready for boarding, when the coach noticed a commotion between the travelers. A group of people was arriving at the gate area, and they had quite a different pace. Unlike other travelers, this group was marching in a rhythm one after another. The people who were waiting around the gate stood aside to make passage for the group arriving. Dressed in their dark blue uniforms, the Lufthansa crew made a splendid impression as they passed. The captain led his crew, followed by the first officer, the female purser and her cabin crew of three. The coach admired the impression they gave. Goal-driven, professional, correct attire, smiling and focused on reaching the plane. It appeared perfect. The coach wondered if in any other situation their crew would give the same appearance. If this team would get another task, like preparing a dinner party for some colleagues, would the captain still be the captain? Or would other crew members be allowed to take the lead? What would be the optimal configuration for this crew in such a situation, he thought? It would depend on their abilities and experience. But could each and every one of this team be flexible enough to adapt to another situation, he wondered? These were the questions to which the team at GGC would find out answers tomorrow. It was going to be an exciting day. Monday, March 29, 8.31. The management team from GGC had had a great weekend. They exchanged some experience about their weekend activities. The day temperature had reached above freezing point and had felt like a great change and a relief to the weeks of severe frost before. Spring would come soon. It was in the air, they promised. There was no doubt. The coach welcomed all, and they very quickly learned about the varying experiences of the changes at DGC. There were many things that were difficult. The coach used the metaphor of the coming spring to get the atmosphere in the room to a positive level. It was important to understand what was coming next, and never leave the focus on the goal. That was why the coach decided that they should summarize their goals again together. The image of the structural and rational side of the goal came quickly as they listed that they wanted to double their turnover, increase their on-time delivery ratio and move towards global interaction with the sales team. But the cultural and emotional goals were less vivid. It took a time until they had extended the list to more points. They wanted their people to take more responsibility, spread information, balance the fear of failure and the hunger to win and they wanted to achieve the smaller wins and achieve other goals on the way. What do you see happening right now? The coach started to analyze the situation. Krista was the first one to speak. Some have an unhappy feeling. They sense something is happening, but they don't know what it is. It, it could be restructuring they are thinking of. Some are afraid and wondering whether they are allowed to raise an issue. There is uncertainty. He was thinking about the conversation Robert had with him on David. 
I still see that there are people not taking responsibility, that they are pointing at others and, and blaming them, but not acting, Carl said. Some even try to show off how clever they are, Philippa thought and said. Some really don't know how to do things. Yeah, that is true, David confirmed, nodding. Does anybody get the feeling that we're getting any blame from the people at GGC? Marcus asked. I wouldn't be surprised. After all, we're adding some more pressure on the people, David offered. Why is that? the coach asked. How does that show? Because we're talking more about our goals and how we can double our turnover. That is a challenge for all of us, Carl said. The coach thought about the answer and wondered if they really had information about how the people at GGC were reacting. It could also be that some of the people in the management team were still hiding their uncertainty and their lack of commitment towards the goal. It would not be surprising at this stage in which the team was. It was still early in the process. He still had to develop the ability to deal with the conflicts within the team. He decided not to penetrate this issue deeper right now and moved on instead. The coach was going to watch their attention towards goals closely. After reflecting more and sharing their personal experience since the last session, the coach said, It is obvious that you now know about many of the methods and the tools from its four sides of leadership, and it is impressive how you can use them and how you can see when you should have used them. Having that awareness in the different situations is very valuable. It also sounds that you are still uncertain about the effect and the choice of them in different situations. That is why I propose that after coffee, we work more with ourselves today and develop more certainty for yourself. That is why I asked you to bring scissors, glue and magazines with you. I am sure that you are wondering what we are going to do with this. The first step is to use the tools that you have, pens, glue, scissors and magazines, and develop an advertisement of yourself on a large piece of paper. The coach started to explain the rules for the workshop. Ensure that you present the key strengths or characteristics of yourself, their advantage in comparison to others and the benefit for them to did you see in achieving the goals. Everyone eagerly got to work, using their creativity to produce colorful images of themselves, their values, things that were important to them and in their lives. The team spent the rest of the morning listening to explanations, asking questions and interpreting the choices of images and the message the personnel had presented. Everyone enjoyed the new perspective they got from one another. After lunch, the coach had planned to go more in depth and open a few more windows of the Yahari model. They were going to work with the model of its four sides of the inner team. The inner team is a metaphor of yourself, how you see things and how you weigh different perspectives and judge, the coach started the afternoon. It behaves like a real team. It consists of different team members, strong ones and weaker ones, loud ones and quiet ones, some with special competence and others that preferably play a role at home. All team members are part of you and depending on the situation you are faced with, different team members can take charge and dominate the scene. It can, however, be that there are always the same team members who are dominant. They play a leading role and dominate others so that they don't get a chance. Like this. Only a part of you can develop, while parts of you remain undeveloped, unchallenged and frustrated. The coach had drawn the outline of a person with several small figures inside that were having a dialogue with each other. It can be that some team members like to be at work and they team up and work hard and perform. 
Then in the afternoon, other parts in you, the parts who have not been asked to participate, become frustrated and demand to go home and get some balance in life. Every team member has his or her needs and desires, certain behavior and certain preferences. It is important for your development to be aware of all your team members so that you can be in charge of your team, rather than them being in charge of you. After some questions and further explanations, the management team was ready for the next assignment. Every one of them got a stack of potential team players and they were asked to withdraw to define their own personal team. That 30 minutes before returning with a presentation of their own personal team sorted on the template of the four sides of the inner team. Philippa started eagerly to cut out the different types of team players before sorting. David took his time looking at every team player one after another before deciding on the most appropriate ones. Carl just chose spontaneously and added those chosen team players directly onto the template. And Marcus spent some time moving the different players around before deciding on his team. One after another, they came back and hung the representation of their teams on the wall. They curiously looked at each other's players they had chosen and immediately started to recognize and comment the pictures. I didn't know you were so adventurous, Philippa said, looking at Krista's team. You're always so balanced and in control of yourself. The coach picture, the teacher and the host, the players you choose from your pictures are so typically you. Shame goes for you, Krista returned with a chuckle. Look, I can see how you drive your department. What? Philippa asked with curiosity and surprise. Just look who you chose, Krista said calmly. Look, you chose the achiever picture, the fireman and the judge as your strongest players. You know, Philippa said thoughtfully, I have never thought about it that way, but you're so right. Thanks for pointing that out. It explains so much now that I can see it. Philippa shook her head with amazement. That is really me. David interrupted the round and said aloud, I chose a scientist. That is okay. I understand why. But the clown and the cook? What does that have to do with my work? David, you're asking yourself the right question. We will get back to individual interpretations presently. Isn't that okay? The coach waited for David's nod of acknowledgement before he took charge of the process and started to guide them through the presentations of their personal teams. They were looking at specifics, similarities and differences. Everyone was quite comfortable in suggesting ideas for their colleagues and even forwarding ideas to change their own behavior. It was simple give and take. The atmosphere was open and relaxed. Coming back to David's question now, the coach said, let's take the pictures you have chosen for your team as an example. You chose a captain, an achiever, a scientist, a worker, a cook, and a bad guy. And further down below in the amateur field, you have pictures of a coach and a clown. Your question was now, what do the clown and the cook have to do with your job? They looked at each other. David, said the coach, why did you choose the cook in the first place? What is it about cooking that you like? I like to think about interesting recipes, interesting menu compositions. It's, uh, it has to be a challenge too, he added after a while. Interesting. What is your favorite dish? I like to perfect a rack of lamb with roast potatoes and all the toppings that can go with it. And when you have prepared and achieved that, what do you expect? I love to sit down with my family or friends and enjoy the meal together and hopefully, and hopefully they will like what I cooked, he chuckled.
I can actually smell the roast lime in my mind. Mmm, the coach wasn't imagining the lovely dinner. When was the last time you did that? It was just last weekend. It was really good. David, you also chose the picture of the achiever. What role does this player play for you in this situation? The coach asked further. I guess I want some appreciation for what I've cooked. Don't we all? If you look at your team of players for a moment and think about when you're cooking in your kitchen and preparing a delicious dinner, which other team players enjoy that situation? David thought a moment. I think the captain likes it too because he decides what's on the menu, he smiled. Then there is the worker in me who likes to put an effort in so that the dinner turns out well. In fact, the scientist likes to experiment with new recipes a bit, he added with a laugh. This is quite typical, the coach pointed out. There are subgroups within our teams that like to team up for an activity and enjoy doing it. David, what happens if the recipe turns out more difficult than expected? Well, sometimes I get a bit stressed. My family gets out of my way and uh, when I'm in the kitchen. They know I can get quite bossy if things turn out not the way I want it. My wife already has told me that. So what you're saying, David, if the achiever and the scientist and the worker and the cook see that it is going to be hard to deliver a delicious dinner that everybody appreciates, and chances are you will not get the reward or the praise of a great dinner, the captain comes in and helps, gets bossy. The worker really rolls up his sleeves and gets cracking, right? In worst case, the bad guy starts becoming very protective of your cooking work and uses bad language. How much does this describe the situation in the kitchen? That is what actually happens every time, David laughed at himself. The others laughed with him. They could see the situation in the kitchen before their eyes. And what happens at work when R&D is in the charge of an important project and it is important that the project succeeds? What do you mean? David looked at the coach with wide eyes. Well, think of it, David. In such a situation, you're in a team. The captain, the achiever, the scientist and the worker. How do they react? Huh, not much different, I guess. David was still in a good humor, but he could see it now too. It looked amusing from the distance of the conference room they were in right now, but at work, it was different. And what does that look like in a meeting? You mean in a meeting? My team might get a little pushy and tell people what to do. Is that is what you mean? I'm not in your meetings, David. In your opinion, what do you think happens? I had never thought about it that way, David said softly. How does the bad guy come in? David looked down on the floor to the left of his chair, feeling the situation from a recent meeting at DGC. Hmm, he nodded. I remember a few things here, and I see what you're getting at. You chose other players to your team, too. There is the clown and the coach, but you put them further down in the category amateurs. What role could they play in such a situation? David straightened up and looked up. Actually, I used to be funnier, but over the years I've become more critical or even sarcastic around the office. I love being the clown at home and make jokes at the table, but at work? I decided for myself a couple of years back that that was not appropriate for me to behave like that. And the coach, you know, I always have had the intention and ambition to coach my people. But from what I see now, it seems it does not come across so very well. There was a silent moment while everybody respected David's honesty. And they were impressed by the insight of the coaching. He turned and started to look at their own teams for a moment in a different perspective. 
The coach let the silent moment fill their thoughts. Then he said, This is a moment to take your travel guide and plan your team. You ask yourself the following question. Which of your team players will make me more successful on my job tomorrow? What do I need to do to change the setup of my personal team? Take 15 minutes to reflect and note down in writing just for yourself. After that, Krista had been waiting to ask a question. He raised his attention and said, I was wondering if it would be a good idea to give feedback to each other. The coach had been waiting for the moment for this question to appear, and it seemed that the group had reached the level of openness and trust that they could be willing to give each other feedback. What do the others think? The coach inquired. They looked at each other in an uncertain way, but no one disagreed or questioned the idea. Why not? David said. After a moment, Philippa asked curiously, How would we do this? It is simple, the coach said, writing the sections of sentences on the flip chart. You take the two that you have learned, the four sides of the story, and prepare the four sides. Start the first side defining the facts you want to talk about. Start a sentence with when you have or when you do, and complete it for yourself. Then you turn to the next side and describe your thoughts or your attitude and the effect it has on you. This makes me feel or this makes me think, and you fill in the gaps. In the third side, you describe the consequences and you start a sentence like, this means that we, and you fill in the gap. Finally, you can invite the person to think along your line of thought with an open question that could create a transaction. What can we do about that? Note the change of the focus on person in every sentence. You, I, we, and we. To make the start easier, the one who shall receive feedback can also start to ask and say something like, I am curious, how do you perceive me? Alternatively, you can be more focused on a subject and say, I was wondering what do you think would be better for me if I did more or less of something or other? How do you think I could do that? Be sure to listen carefully what the other person has to give to you and be sure to say thank you for the feedback in the end. Any more questions? They defined the sequence of feedback, the time and rules of the privacy, and the coach left them to go on. I will be in the library if you need me. I will see you all again in 40 minutes to round off the day. One final question, David asked. Can the feedback be negative too? Whatever is important to you, the coach said. Time passed quickly in the afternoon. As the group was an odd number of people, there was always one person spending a short time in the library, joining the coach for some coffee. They all seemed to be eager to both give and receive feedback. There was only a short exchange of words and a quick coffee. No one wanted to let the other wait. The management team and the coach gathered at 4.30 in the conference room to exchange the experience of the feedback. It was obvious that everyone was very content with the afternoon. They had reached depth and honesty in discovering themselves and their other team members. There was energy and the feeling of content in the room. David was looking Krista straight into the eyes, smiling. Marcus and Philippa were looking at the pictures of their teams. Carl was paging through his travel guide. The coach pointed at Carl. It is a good moment to gather your thoughts and structure your feelings in your travel guide. Looking back at what you learned today, what would be the next question you would want to ask and have answered for yourself? What about, what is my personal goal now? Philippa volunteered. David added quickly. And the next one would be, what exactly am I going to do differently tomorrow? Carl raised his head and said, I'd like to add this one. How can we keep each other accountable? The coach 
had written the questions on the flip chart and he turned around. So you have a list of three good questions that will let you sum up the day and get you moving forward further. Take 15 minutes to write the answers down now. As the time was up, they had put their pens aside and they were reading what they had written. The coach stood up and addressed the group. As a final exercise of the day, I invite everyone to stand up one by one and say in short words what you plan to do differently from tomorrow on. Is that okay? May I go first? David didn't hesitate. Sure, please. David got up immediately and stood in front of the team and said, Starting tomorrow, I will invite my team to suggest solutions and actions rather than making suggestions myself. I will spend more time listening to their ideas. But I tell you now, if I don't like the idea, I might make a joke about it. He was smiling when he said that, and the others gave him a hand and laughed with him. Philippa stood up. It has been a great day. I learned a lot, she said. Starting tomorrow, I will ask the fireman and the judge in my team to step back and let the coach and the protector take a more leading role. This will help me to ask my colleagues and team how they came to the suggestion or action they took rather than judging their actions. They all applauded. Krista looked at Carl and Carl stood up. I see that I have, a, that I have good guys in production who want well, but I have to help them to do better. I will get my team together and start to find the goals and the rules which shall apply in production for everyone. I have been avoiding this too much. I was afraid of the conflict, but I will call for the meeting first thing tomorrow morning. The others applauded and nodded. Krista stood and said, From my side, I will start to look more what I need within HR and not be driven so much by others. I feel I will have to say no more often. They applauded and looked at Marcus. He got up, turned to the coach. I feel compelled to thank you for today, but I will keep that for later. What I learned today is that not everyone likes to be so adventurous as me and moving things forward at the same speed. I understood that I have to choose to be patient in situation where it counts. As I always don't notice that myself, I invite you to tell me when it is time to slow down and show patience. Will you help me? Marcus looked around. Yes, we will help you. They all cheered and applauded. Excellent, the coach stood up. You have your Monday meetings. What are you going to do with that now? We shall keep it, Marcus said immediately. We can still ask each other how things are moving forward. And we can check how we are doing with what we have promised. Right so. Marcus thanked the coach for a great day and everyone confirmed their feelings, exchanging hints and jokes about their team players and what they had done. They started packing and broke up for the day. They were relieved. They had started to define their professional and successful crew members. You have been listening to a chapter of Speaking the Language of Leadership, read to you by the author and coach, Colin Lutart. If you would like to know more about Speaking the Language of Leadership or the method presented in this book called Its Four Sides of Leadership, and reach out to me, Coach Colin, then you simply write an email to language at itsforsides.com. That's language at itsforsides.com. And we'll take it from there. Take care.